The word of faith puts power in motion. The word of faith is not positive thinking, but positive believing in and acting on God's word and his promises, words and promises that are fully supported by the God of creation and his Holy Spirit and his holy angels. Yes, God does work very directly in the lives of men, especially in the lives of his children, even producing very spiritual and physical outcomes on a very daily, even minute-by-minute basis. Psalms 46, 1 through 3, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. Childlike faith in the word of God is the most powerful force in the universe. In this place is hope for the hopeless. Have you been born again as Jesus Christ states in John 3, 3? Isn't it time to turn your ship around? Isn't it time for you to participate in the greatest miracle of all time? Are you sick and tired of the results of your sin? Are you ready to take the hand of God extended, a hand of grace and forgiveness? Today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Proverbs 18, 20, and 21, A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. God said, Psalms 141, 3, Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. God said, Hebrews 11, 3, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. God said, Psalms 33, verse 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. God said, Mark eleven twenty-two and 23, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Man said, We don't need God. The God of the Bible is not my maker, and his Bible is for the uneducated and easily led. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature article 689 that will once again prove the full inerrancy of God's majority text authorized King James Version of the Bible. All of these features are preserved here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the redeemed and as ammunition in the battle for the souls of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for coming. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. The vast majority of those calling for proof that God is, that He actually authored the Bible, and that Judgment Day is knocking at the door, are not actually looking for proof. Their challenge is simply a covering for their sin. They smugly challenge and malign from the sidelines, feeling confident that this proof does not exist when, in fact, it's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. Jesus describes their condition in John three nineteen and 20, and this is the condemnation, 
that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Thousands of years before man and his science begins to understand a particular mystery, God has declared the answer in his word, revelations that only the Creator himself could know. Two classic examples are words and the invisible. Imagine God spoke everything into existence with his words out of that which is invisible. If that's true, proof of it should be everywhere, and it is. God said, man said, has published a host of amazing features concerning words and the invisible. In this feature, we will pull excerpts from just three of those features. Quantum physics meets the words of God, part three, in six days, yes, and some of the greatest principles of all time, part three, harnessing the supernatural power of words. The importance of the subjects of words and visible cannot be exaggerated. Read or listen to this feature at least twice. Allow the Spirit of God to expand your understanding. The effects of invisible words encompass the universe and even more. The invisible God created all things out of that which is invisible by His invisible creation words. Hebrews 11.3, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. It should be no surprise that quantum physics has come to a very similar conclusion. A short review of quantum physics meets the words of God follows. Many scientists are initially perplexed when they discover the smallest building blocks of life are particles that deny Newtonian materialistic explanations. It is at this juncture that the theory of quantum physics is employed. Keep firmly in mind that you and everything you see has been spoken into existence out of that which is invisible by the words of God. Everything is made out of God's words. If this biblical principle is true, then we should find evidence everywhere, and we do. Today's scientific minds continue to confirm the word of God written thousands of years ago, secrets that only the Creator Himself could know. Bruce Lipton, Ph.D., a stem cell biologist who taught at the University of Wisconsin School of Medicine, performed pioneering studies at Stanford University, and authored and co-authored numerous books, makes some telling statements in his book, The Biology of Belief. We've lifted the following excerpts for your perusal. Excerpt number one. No, there has not been a printing mistake. Atoms are made out of invisible energy, not tangible matter. So in our world, material substance, matter, appears out of thin air. Kind of weird when you think about it. Here you are holding this physical book in your hands. Yet if you were to focus on the book's material substance with an atomic microscope, you would see that you are holding nothing. Excerpt number two. Fortunately, leaders in the field, such as Johns Hopkins University physicist Richard Kahn Henry, are addressing the misperceptions about the perceived primacy of the material world. Henry offered an elegantly simple definition on the true nature of the universe. The universe is immaterial, mental, and spiritual. Live and enjoy. Excerpt number three. The fact is that harnessing the power of your mind can be more effective than the drugs you have been programmed to believe you need. 
The research I discussed in the last chapter found that energy is a more efficient means of affecting matter than chemicals. Excerpt number four. The brain's function is to coordinate the dialogue of, sing of signal molecules within the community. Consequently, in a community of cells, each must acquiesce control to the informed decisions of its awareness authority, the brain. The brain controls the behavior of the body's cells, end of quote. Finally, Dr. Lipton writes, Biological behavior can be controlled by invisible forces, including thought. What then are Dr. Lipton and others saying? 1. Atoms appear out of thin air. 2. The universe is not material, it is mental and spiritual. 3. Thoughts, silent words, can activate or inhibit the cell's function-producing proteins. 4. Harnessing the power of your mind, words, can be more effective than drugs. 5. Each of your 50 trillion-plus cells must acquiesce control to the brain. 6. Biological behavior can be controlled by invisible forces, including thought or words. What is perplexing to so many scientists is fully explained in the Bible. All things have been spoken into existence out of that which is invisible, by God's only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Science employing the most sophisticated atomic microscopes concludes that the universe is immaterial, it is mental and spiritual. Science, welcome aboard. Harnessing the unimaginable power of words is not a concept that you put in place and forget about continuing on life's journey, but it is a lifelong quest that requires daily attention. These features are not promoting the power of positive thinking, which is only backed by the individual's ability to maintain a positive position, but rather the positive creation words of God mixed with childlike faith and supported by a very real supernatural one-to-one -one intervention. End of quotes. The following excerpts are from last week's feature in Six Days Yes. The scientist is discussing the concept of God creating everything in six literal 24-hour days, but it is the concept of words that I want you to meditate upon. John R. Baumgartner, Geophysics. Dr. Baumgartner is a technical staff member in the theoretical division of Los Alamos National Laboratory. He holds a B.S. in Electrical Engineering from Texas Tech University, an M.S. in Electrical Engineering from Princeton University, and an M.S. and Ph.D. in Geophysics and Space Physics uh, from UCLA. Dr. Baumgartner is the chief developer of the TerraCode, a 3D finite element program for modeling the Earth's mantle and lithosphere. His current research is in the areas of planetary mantle dynamics and the development of efficient hydrodramatic methods for supercomputers. Dr. Baumgartner writes, Just how do coded language structures arise? One of the most dramatic discoveries in biology in the 20th century is that living organisms are realizations of coded language structures. All the detailed chemical and structural complexity associated with the metabolism, repair, specialized function, and reproduction of each living cell is a realization of the coded algorithms stored in its DNA. A paramount issue, therefore, is how do such extremely large language structures arise? 
The origin of such structures is, of course, the central issue of the origin of life question. The simplest bacteria have genomes consisting of roughly a million codons. Each codon, or genetic word, consists of three letters from the four-letter genetic alphabet. Do coded algorithms, which are a million words in length, arise spontaneously by any known naturalistic process? Is there anything in the laws of physics that suggests how such structures might arise in a spontaneous fashion? The honest answer is simple. What we presently understand from thermodynamics and information theory argues persuasively that they do not and cannot. Language involves a symbolic code, such as the letters of the alphabet, a vocabulary, and a set of grammatical rules to relay or record thought. Many of us spend most of our working hours generating, processing, or disseminating linguistic data. Seldom do we reflect on the fact that language structures are clear manifestations of non-material reality. This conclusion may be reached by observing that the linguistic information itself is independent of its material carrier. The meaning or message does not depend on whether it is represented as sound waves in the air, or as ink patterns on paper, or as a alignment of magnetic domains on floppy disk, or a voltage pattern in a transistor network. The message that a person has won the $100 million lottery is the same whether that person receives the information by someone speaking at his door, or by telephone, or by mail, or on television, or over the Internet. Indeed, Einstein pointed to the future and origin of symbolic information as one of the profound questions about the world as we know it. He could identify no means by which matter could bestow meaning to symbols. The clear implication is that symbolic information or language represents a category of reality distinct from matter and energy. Linguists today therefore speak of this gap between matter and meaning-bearing symbol sets as the Einstein gulf. Today in this information age there is no debate that the linguistic information is objectively real. With only a moment's reflection, we can conclude that its reality is qualitatively different from the matter-energy substrate on which the linguistic information rides. The implications are immediate for the issue of evolution. The evolutionary assumption that the exceedingly complex linguistic structures, which comprise the construction blueprints and operating manuals for all the complicated chemical nanomachinery and sophisticated feedback control mechanisms and even the simplest living organism, that these structures must have a materialistic explanation, is fundamentally wrong. But how, then, does one account for symbolic language as the crucial ingredient from which all living organisms develop and function and manifest such amazing capabilities? The answer should be obvious. An intelligent creator is unmistakably required. Despite all the millions of pages of evolutionist publications, from journal articles to textbooks to popular magazine stories, which assume and imply that material processes are entirely adequate to accomplish macroevolutionary miracles, there is in reality no rational basis for such belief. It is utter fantasy. 
Coded language structures are non-material in nature and absolutely require a non-material explanation. As a Christian who is also a professional scientist, I exult in the reality that in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth. May he forever be praised. End of quotes. In part three of the Some of the Greatest Principles of All Times, you'll find this recap of the first feature in the series. One, we were created in God's likeness, therefore we have God-like brain power between our ears. Two, our brains have infinite capabilities. Three, we, including our brains, are made out of literal words. Four, the brain can be changed with words. And five, God's words can transform your mind. Several times, God said, man said, has conducted power-speaking demonstrations on the web. We will again demonstrate this marvelous phenomenon. It is highly recommended that you print out the power page and use it to speak yourself into high-end gospel living. More excerpts from part three follow. The spoken words of faith are not just positive statements, but they are backed by the full faith and credit of Almighty God. The Holy Spirit of God and His holy angels stand at the ready to assure the success of these confessions. Hebrews 1, 13 and 14. But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Get ready to enter the power zone. If God like brain power dwells between my ears, and it does. If we, including our brains, are literally made out of God's words, and we are, if words can actually transform the brain, and they can, if I understand the contradictions to the word of faith develop and perfect spiritual muscle, and they do, then I know what to do next. The following paragraphs will focus on a technique that we long ago coined as power speaking. It is literally the supernatural technique of changing things with words. It is the real ability to speak yourself into existence on a daily basis and at will. Using God's creative words, we can change things. We can convert circumstances. On one occasion, a believer had come to the altar at the church for prayer. He was convicted and confessed that he didn't love everybody. Understanding the principle of power speaking, I directed him and the congregation to repeat after me, I love everybody. I love everybody. I love everybody. It was a great victory. We converted ill feelings by speaking God's words. God requires us to love even our enemies. If you have someone that you dislike, if bitterness and hatred have set in, we must repent of those thoughts and simply power speak them away. I want you to take a moment and think of those you have ill feelings toward, and then follow me in this simple demonstration. Are you ready? Follow me out loud. I love everybody. I love everybody. I love everybody. You are now free of the bitterness and hatred. If ill thoughts arise, simply speak them away. You are now free of bitterness and hatred. That's true. We're made out of words. The words that we dote upon and the words that we speak dictate our future. Jesus said in Matthew twelve thirty seven, by For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Remember, 
words bear fruit. It is carnal nature to murmur, complain, gossip, speak evil of others, and to harbor bitterness and hatred. But understand that this kind of word action is repugnant to God. If I participate in these negative words, I will bring a curse into my life and into the lives of others in my life. Health writer Leventhal, in an article on panic disorder, writes this concerning cognitive behavioral therapy. The most effective form of talk therapy for panic disorder is known as cognitive behavioral therapy, which aims to reacquaint the patient with her pre-panic self. During the course of treatment, which can average uh, on average last several months, the patient learns to talk back to thoughts that perpetuate anxiety. Talk back. This next demonstration can absolutely transform your life into one glorious day after another, and we will do it with the power of words, God's words. The principles you and I are going to speak out loud are found in the Scriptures. I will list the verses so you can look them up later. Are you ready to power speak yourself into heavenly places? Follow me out loud. Here we go. I have repented of my sins and surrendered my life to my Lord Jesus. I am born again. I am a new creature. I am a child of God. My steps are ordered by the Lord. The angel of the Lord encamps about me to protect me. I am a king and a priest in Christ Jesus. I am a saint. All things work together for my good. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I am able to go up and take the country. I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. God always causeth me to triumph in Christ. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. By the stripes of Jesus I am healed. I have power with God. I love everybody. Today is the best day of my life. Tomorrow will be better. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Glorious victory is yours by speaking the power of God's words while defeat, depression, fear, and bitterness are the results of not speaking. The outcome of words is so enormous that I must be attentive to those which I speak. Learning to harness the supernatural power of words is a beautiful thing. In a short 30-day period, we can construct new and living highways in our brains. End of quotes. God said words and the invisible, and the proof is everywhere. God said Proverbs 18, verses 20 and 21. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. God said Psalms 141 verse 3, Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. God said Hebrews 11 3, Through faith. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. God said, Psalms 33, verse 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. God said, Mark 11, 22 and 23, 
And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Man said, We don't need God. The God of the Bible is not my maker, and his Bible is for the uneducated and easily led. Now you have the record.